0: Welcome to The Student Sessions, the unedited podcast for students and graduates that tells it like it is and addresses the issues that are important to you today and every day. Brought to you by The Branding Man and hosted by Tonya Galati.
1: Hi, and welcome to The Student Sessions with me, Tonya. Today, I'm joined by Sharon Critchlow. Sharon left school with a few GCSEs and struggled with her A-levels. Despite this, she became a qualified accountant at the age of 23, a company director of 28, and sold her shares in her multi-million pound business at 44. She's now a best-selling author and speaks at conferences around the world. Sharon believes that everyone has a talent and your task
0: is to find yours.
1: Hi, Sharon. Hello. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you?
1: Yes, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the student sessions. Where in the world are you?
0: Uh, So I'm based in Bristol in the UK. Lovely. Is it sunny or raining? It's a bit overcast today, uh, but we have had some lovely weather, but we can't complain. Great.
1: (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us. As I said, today we're going to be discussing the importance of believing in yourself. Um, before we do that, Sharon, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey?
0: Okay, so um, so I decided not to go down the university route. And in fact, when I say I, I decided, I didn't really decide, it was kind of decided for me, really. So I left school with um, a few GCSEs, and that was about it. I did manage to scrape a couple of A-levels, but nothing good enough that would have got me into either a, a top job anywhere or a, or a university and um, and so I, I was left a little bit in limbo as to as to what to do. I knew I wanted to do something in business, but I didn't really know what. It wasn't very well defined. And um, I got a summer job uh, working in a um, in an accountancy practice, doing what was then filing um, a, a job which I'm sure doesn't really exist anymore. Um, but putting bits of paper in files. And if I worked out that if I did that really quickly, I. Um, i could get they'd have to teach me to how to do something else which is what which is what they did so so i became an accountant at, at 23 because they'd sort of um i, I progressed and progressed and, and took the exams and um and went up the professional route rather than the university route and, and i became an accountant from from that um i went to a bigger firm from that i went into governance i went into financial services and I grew a company in financial services. And, um, and about four years ago, so I did that for about 20 years. And about four years ago, I, I left that. I sold my shares. And I kind of went into another, um, another one of those periods of I don't know what I'm going to do next. Um, and I didn't have a plan, which was very unlike me. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I came out of that and I was asked to be a non-exec director of a well-being business so I thought that sounds like fun I'll give that a go and that's where I've been ever since and uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying it but obviously that's three different careers all linked together in different ways.
1: And I think um, the listeners will have observed through the introduction that you've had a highly successful career and when I speak to Sharon um, I think I'd probably describe you as fearless. Would you say that you are fearless?
0: um no i don't think anyone's fearless i think we all have doubts we definitely all have doubts and um, and they can be about things that that other people look at you and think really <laughs> i think that you do that really well um but there's a lot of um putting a brave face on i think at times and um putting trying to push the best bit of yourself out there even if you're not really sure if that's going to work so um i wouldn't say i was particularly um Fearless, but I try not to be held back by my fears.
1: Okay, I think it's just important to talk a bit more about self-doubt because I know a lot of our students who are listening are very early on in their careers and it's something that they struggle with. So I think it's fair to say that everybody experiences feelings of doubt at some point, sometimes daily, Um, where we're questioning our abilities. So what practical tips would you give, Sharon, for overcoming these feelings of self-doubt?
0: I think first of all, um, you've got to see it for what it is. Fear is one of the biggest things that holds people back. And a lot of fear comes from comparison with other people. So I'm not as good at, at this as that person, or I don't look as beautiful as this person or whatever. But the real power comes when you understand that, if you step away from comparison and you step into your own power and you, you look at yourself as a whole individual and everything you have to offer and that that's what you give the world. That actually, um, all of the, a lot of that fear stuff about not fitting in, about not having uh, the right skills for this, the right talents for that, whatever else, um, starts to drift away a bit because it's it's more easy for you to see what you do have rather than what you don't have. And of course, if you focus on what you don't have, some of that's never gonna change. You know, I'm four foot 11, so I'm, I'm short. Um, that's not going to change. So I could spend my whole life not being able to reach the top shelf in supermarkets and getting upset about it. Or I can just spend my whole life speaking to lovely people in supermarkets who will get things down off shelves for me. So it is just a matter of having a look at what you do have, And not necessarily just focusing on what you don't have. You know, I I honestly believe that everybody has has talent, and you may not know at the moment what that talent is, or you may be sat thinking everything I do is a bit meh, or it's not it's not really great. Um, But maybe you're just not looking at it the right way. You might be trying the wrong things. You might be having a look at giving something a go, and then. Reaching an average st- standard in something, I think, but I want to be really fantastic. Well, you either focus on that being really fantastic, or you accept that you're going to be a great all-rounder. And there's places in the top echelon in business, and and in most jobs actually for people with more than one skill. So I would say um, have a think about what you, where your fear comes from.
1: I think the term imposter syndrome has been mentioned in quite a few of our earlier podcasts. Do you think that this is the same self-doubt? Um, I think
0: it's similar. But I think um, imposter syndrome is a bit deeper than that because it comes from whether you feel that you deserve your place around that table. And so there's a lot of judgment in with that. So um, it's not just the same as I doubt myself. It's the they're going to doubt me, too. So it's like self-doubt upon self-doubt. So there's something I want to say about uh, imposter syndrome, because I've been in lots of situations where I've been 20 years younger than everyone else around the board table where I've been the only woman at a time when women didn't really do the sorts of things I did. And um, theres I often think that um, the, this fear of being found out, everybody has it. And actually, if you, from the amount of people I've coached that have had it, that have been excellent at what they do, I can honestly say that, that it's, it's almost actually an indication of success. That if you're looking at yourself and you're in, in that way, you're saying, oh, do I fit here? Then you're actually uh, you're, that, that personal questioning is a part of self-awareness. So as long as you don't let it stand in your way and you think, okay, do I belong here? And what else can I bring here? Then then you're going to be fine. And remember, you get put in positions by other people for a reason. And you may not know until you turn up there what that reason is. So um, in some of my roles, I you know I sit around the table with. Uh, with people who are much better qualified than me, um, you know, they've got these, these great international status and, and everything else. And then I think, oh, God, what am I going to bring to this? But invariably, I bring something different. And all great teams need a variety of skills. So if you're looking at a situation and thinking, well, they're better qualified than me or they've got more experience than me, then maybe the reason you're around that table is because you have an insight into something because of your age, your your ability or your talent in a different area. So if you get an opportunity and you think, I've just been really lucky to get here and they're going to find me out. Just accept that you've been really, maybe you've been really lucky to get there. Maybe you're there for a purpose and look at fulfilling that purpose.
1: And is there an element within that? Do you think of trusting yourself?
0: Yeah, I think totally. You, you do need to trust yourself because if you want other people to trust you, it starts with you. And in fact, most of these things really start with you. If you want other people to to see your talents, then you need to see your talents. If you want other people to... Um, to trust you and to trust that you're going to give it your best shot then you need to trust you and to give it your best shot and, and again that comes from self-awareness it comes from actually sitting back and and being able to spot the good things about yourself and saying do you know what this is what I bring to the world
1: and I think one of, the really, um, one of the things that's really prevalent at the moment, actually, is the rise of social media and the fact that actually, you know, the fear of failure and kind of what social media has done to the fear of failure and what people think of us. Because as we know, people only post the positive things, don't they? And, you know, there's all these filters on life. So how much do you think that the opinions of others affect what we do or how much do you think those opinions and social media is affecting kind of this new
0: generation? I can see that it is having quite a profound effect on the on the new generation. Um, and what I would say is that um, perfection doesn't exist and where it does exist, it can't be defined. So if you speak to any couple that's been together for a long time, I've been with um, my other half for 31 years and he's perfect, um, obviously, because I've been with him a long time and I love him <laughs> dearly, you know, and, and he's about six inches shorter than most men. Um, he's lost most of his hair. Um, you know, so obviously he's he is um, a, a scene of perfection, or at least he is for me. And I think that's the thing to, to bear in mind is that everyone has their own version of what perfection looks like. So the problem with social media is it portrays one aspect of something that they consider to be perfect. You weigh and measure yourself against it, and you find that you you come out short. But in reality how people really view you and how people really view the world is in a much more holistic thing than a 2D image on a, on a screen. So whether it's what you look like or whether it's, oh, these people are having such a great time, well, do you know what? You're only ever seeing half. You're only ever seeing what they will show you. You're not seeing the whole person. And people fall in love with the whole person. They don't just fall in love with one aspect of them.
1: How do we move past then the opinions and judgments of others to focus on our own opinions and our own beliefs? Because I think sometimes that's really hard to do, particularly when you're maybe in a new situation or you've just, you know, gone to new school in US and you're trying to fit in. And that's really hard to kind of put your head above the parapet a bit and kind of stick out.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, as as a a kid at school who who wasn't one of the cool kids, you know, I I wasn't one of the ones that... um, that was the teacher's pet and I wasn't one of the ones that was popular. I totally get that it's difficult being on the outside but there is another aspect of being a little bit on the outside which is quite useful which is that you spot more of what's going on mm. and so because of that you can then spot where where perhaps you have got similarities with other people and you can make friends in different ways uh, and more accepting friendships and more accepting situations. So there's always something to be learned from wherever you are and when you look at other people's opinions remember that's their opinion and it's up to you whether you decide to own it or not so obviously if it's um if it's something illegal if it's a policeman's opinion then you should probably abide by that <laughs> but but most other people when you think about it judge if you think they're judging you then there's nothing to stop you from judging them right back because you're now in an adult world and that's what people do They look at the source of information and they say, do I believe that's that source of information to be true? And so not all adults will get it right all the time. And remember, they're looking at life through the lens of their experience, the same as you are. So my father, bless him, um, said to me when I said I wanted to be an accountant, he said that people like us don't become accountants. And to be fair, we hadn't been. Um, But that didn't mean to say that I couldn't be. So his opinion was, well, if you want to do it, but as long as you don't get too upset when you fail, not if you fail, but when you fail. And I thought, well, actually, I won't get upset if I fail because at least I'll know where I am. At least I'd have tried. And, um, but of course, he was looking at life through his lens as as somebody who actually went through the grammar school system, had quite a good education, and then through his self-doubt, didn't actually push himself forward so he's looking at trying to protect me from potential how would i feel if it all went terribly wrong um whereas i was okay with that so he was looking at uh, and advising me as it were through that lens but actually i didn't need his lens my lens was perfectly okay and you know so have a look you know my um other family members I've, i have a niece who um when she was growing up to had been told by other family members when she said she wanted to be a vet uh, was to well, well maybe a veterinary nurse and every time it was she wanted the big job it was always well no perhaps perhaps this job over here or that job over there but you can't possibly be you know a senior psychiatrist or or you can't possibly be a doctor or you can't possibly be and um and I had to take her to one side at, at one point and say um you it's up to you whose um whose judgment you take on that but I'm the only person in the family that's got a senior level qualification and I'm telling you you can do you can do whatever you like and you can be whatever you want to be mm. um so she is now a senior psychiatrist in a hospital so um <laughs> you know there's, um, and and this is it is you know gauge where it's coming from and and it could be given with love remember you know some people just want to protect you they don't want you to be disappointed they don't want to see you broken. But you're going to be a lot more broken in life if you if you live with regrets if you look back and go I could have been a. and there's a lot of people in my generation who I sit down with at times and they say well I could have been this and I could have been that well yeah you could have but you didn't and at least yes. if you try exactly and it doesn't work out then you know you can try something different but you know I've learned something from everything I've done irrelevant of whether I was a wonderful success at it or not and that's what experience is and that's what life is. It's, it's about gathering all those experiences together. And as well as the opinions
1: of others, what about the conversation with, uh, we have with ourselves? So self-talk,
0: how important is that? That's of... probably the most important thing ever. Yeah. Um, watch what you're saying to yourself. You know, if you're saying every time you get something a little bit wrong or a little bit awkward or whatever, if, you're, if, if what's going through your head is you're so stupid... Um, you need to choose a different mantra and absolutely change that. It's okay to have a human moment. You know, we are all human and it is absolutely okay to have a human moment. So it's okay to get it wrong sometimes. You know, And if you, and if you do get something uh, wrong and it's impacted other people, then it's absolutely spot on to go and apologise and, and own that. Um, and people get a lot more expect, respect for you for doing that so yeah what you tell yourself is is really important because you know we're all born with the same stuff you know some people have a few latent um sort of talents if you like particularly perhaps people um, who are artistic or or musicians or people like that but for most people um the skills that they learn are just absolutely learned and um as i often say when i've trained accountants and i've trained financial planners None of us came out of the womb being able to do this, so it must be able to be learned. And if it can be learned, you can learn it if you want to. And no, it may not be easy, but if it's not easy, then try and find other people that can support you on that journey. So, so you need to control your own self talk, and you might get some help from doing that by getting some cheerleaders behind you people who are going to support you in that journey. And when you get your self doubts, and when you're thinking, I knew this was too much. Um, who are going to say it's not too much because have a look at where you've come from have a look at how much you've done and are going to absolutely keep keep your motivation going and that's actually
1: something that uh ryan makuku raised in his podcast when he was talking about uh developing social capital and the importance of connections so that you have Mm. people there to kind of challenge your thinking i did see a quote the other day saying actually uh don't look back because you're not going that way mm-hmm. so how is how important is it to keep moving forward and not dwell so it's different isn't it dwelling to uh, reflecting mm-hmm. so how
0: important is that yeah so it's really important not to dwell on something because you can't change it the only thing you can change is the future. So, you, yeah, by all means, reflect on what's, what went well and what didn't go well. Because we always reflect on the things that don't go well, don't we? But yeah. actually, what about reflecting on the things that did go well? What about celebrating your successes? What about reminding yourself of all the good stuff that you have achieved and that you are doing? And then that gives a bit of context around the stuff that, that didn't work out the way you wanted or the stuff you found more challenging. And that comparison is probably more useful than just focusing on on the things which aren't helping you. Um, I would say that um, you, you've got to take with you the things which are going to serve you in the future. So if it is a really important lesson that you've learned, remember that lesson. But remember it with kindness to yourself as, do you know what, I learned this and that was really good. Rather than, oh, this was such a nightmare, it was such a disaster and I wouldn't do it like that again. Well, remember that lesson, take the lesson with you because that is of use. And if it doesn't serve you, don't carry it.
1: I, I want to move on now just to talk a little bit about purpose and finding your purpose, because you seem to have found yours, Sharon. Um, so i guess define for us what it means to have a purpose and also what tips would you give to our listeners who feel
0: that they're struggling to find theirs so um for me um a a purpose is your reason for getting up in the morning it's it's the thing that motivates you it's the thing that when somebody talks to you about your subject about about the thing that is around your purpose that you get really excited about it's the thing that that um, inflames your desires if you like. So when I think about my purpose um, for my whole life it it took me a long time to find my purpose because I kind of understood a bit of it but I didn't understand the power of it until I saw it in lots of different places. So my um, I had a financial services company I had a lot of staff and I couldn't um, afford to pay really over-the-top wages, but I needed really good quality staff. So I started to take on people that were less qualified and trained them up. And what I realised is that I really enjoyed encouraging them and training them up. And I really enjoyed watching people bloom and and having that opportunity because a lot of the people I took in hadn't hadn't taken the, the usual path themselves. So they weren't the normal people who would be up there at the top of the list uh, a short list for, for that sort of job. But I thought, believing as I do, that anybody could get trained to do anything, that if they had the right attitude and they, they'd already started a little bit on the journey, that I could help them and they could help us. And so that started to reveal to me that what I held more important than anything else was helping other people to find their talent and what and actually nurturing that and getting all the obstacles out of the way so that they could really fly and so but for me I didn't really notice that until I'd seen it in a a number of different ways in my company in when I was um, doing work uh, with professional associations and and latterly um, in my new business when I moved into well-being um, a lot of those talents and those things came out and it was really interesting you say about um, earlier about uh, imposter syndrome when I moved into this sector having been in accountancy and finance for my whole career I thought they're going to be wondering what earth I am doing. Mm-hmm. They're going to think, what does she know about this? And actually, everyone who's worked with me, and a lot of people who've been in my circle for most of my career have said, oh, it's very you. <laughs> so they all knew. I didn't know. They said, told me. You know, so they all knew. Um, and so when you, when you think about your purpose, think about what gets you excited will get you up in the morning.
1: I mean you've obviously done a lot of reflection uh, around kind of your work, your career, what lessons have you learned Sharon over the course of your career both personally but also professionally?
0: I would say that it can be a very, um, it can be a very cruel world out there and we expect fairness and we, you know, there's laws and regulations and everything else and you know not everyone plays fair, that isn't an excuse for you not to pay fair either it's um you have to decide uh, what you want to be known for so um if you want to be known for being somebody that's going to put the effort in and and be a positive reflection for everybody around you then you're going to have to learn to let go of some of some of the things that irritate you keep your keep your eye on the goal in your career and because you will get side swipes and you will get the odd thing the old glitch in the road and sometimes you won't get the acknowledgement um readily when you should have and you felt you should have maybe even people around you feel you should have but you're gonna have to keep keep your eye on the horizon for what you really want because um because you can get down a rabbit hole on some of these things and it detracts you away and then you'll never get to where you want to go so um so keep yourself focused on that end game whether it's the, whether it's a, a certain type of job a promotion a qualification a whatever. And um, and roll with the rest of it, but don't um, yeah don't don't own that. Don't uh, don't let it drag drag you down.
1: I'm mindful that we are coming to the end of our time together, Sharon. Yep. But before you leave us, what one bit of advice would you give to your 18 year old self doubting self? Is
0: that right? Self-doubting <laughs> self-doubting self doubting self. Self doubting self. Yes. Um, so I I didn't have huge amounts of self doubt. I had a lot of inner confidence, but I was actually quite shy. Um, So whereas I believed that I could do some of this stuff, I didn't necessarily push myself forward. And in fact, I didn't push myself forward um, for probably 20 years. Um, So the advice I'd give myself is to stop hiding. I spent most of my career giving all my good ideas um, to somebody else, uh, to a variety of different people, to pushing other people forward, to making their careers look amazing and making them look amazing. And I, I stood in the background. And it's only been latterly that I've actually stepped forward and I've stopped hiding. And so um, I think that would be the one bit of advice is um, get out from under that bushel and start shining.
1: (laughs) Some great advice, Sharon, from you today for our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us on the student sessions. It's been lovely to have you here. Um, To all of our listeners, uh, I think... The takeaway from today is definitely believe in yourself and go after what you want. There's a, a plethora of opportunities and uh, unlimited
0: options out there, aren't there, Sharon? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and for anybody who thinks that you know that life is just one path, it's many, many paths. So That's give some of them a try,
1: and it's an exciting journey getting there. Indeed, um, <laughs> and to our listeners believe in what you want and you can achieve anything i hope you enjoyed today's episode and do join us again on the student sessions
0: thanks for listening to the student sessions brought to you by the branding man and hosted by Tonya galati never miss an episode by subscribing and if you liked what you heard today then why not leave a review we'll see you at the next session